So we have notes that are the same notes from last week. We didn't get but maybe halfway through them last week, and we'll try to make it all the way through them this week. So you might flip in your Bibles to Isaiah 58, which is where we'll be looking. And right here at the the very end of the chapter, we'll just read these two verses, 13 and 14, and then review a little bit of what we talked about before, and then come back and finish up. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of Yahweh honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, Then you shall take delight in Yahweh, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. Thus far the word of the Lord. So this is a a passage that you'll notice is, of course, from the prophet Isaiah. right? So it's not early on, we're not talking about Moses and the kind of development of the Sabbath which is kind of where we started, just looking at um, there's a creation account and seeing how God organized the Sabbath. That's all we've really looked at before this. But we're grabbing onto this because it's such a glorious statement from, again, later on in redemptive history, so not even at the very beginning of of the Sabbath, that abides, and the blessing of it. The call of it, the commands of the Sabbath, what's involved, but then also what God says, and here's what I have in store for you. Here are the blessings that you have from Sabbath keeping and observance. Let me find the thought here. So we noted, and this is just looking at number three on the, on the outline, going quickly, uh, that it's conditional, right? There's an if and then. Verse 13 starts with the if. If you do these things, and then verse 14, then God will do these things. Okay? He's kind of organized that, and that's oftentimes, Christians, how obedience goes anyway, right? God says, obey me, and I'll bless you. Do what I call you to do, and I'll bless you in it. And sometimes the blessing isn't the blessing we're looking for. Or we're, we're after, although sometimes it is as well, but God promises blessing to obedience, and here specifically to Sabbath obedience. Uh, now, you notice the Sabbath, at least in the commandments, the fourth commandment, is not the first commandment with promise. What is the first commandment with promise? A promise attached to the commandment saying, if you do this, I'll do this. Yeah, right, which picked up in Ephesians. Paul says that. So it is the first commandment with promise. Uh, and so, but these commandments are like that, where God gives commandments, says, obey me, and I'll bless you. Submit to me, do what I say, and I'll, I'll add blessing and strength and, and various blessings that you can read about, and preeminently the fruit of Christ, right? The, 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 the person and work of Jesus Christ applied uh, to us with great glory. So that's the conditional reality. And we mentioned if you turn your foot back, and we said maybe that's kind of like an or, an indication of the trampling of the Sabbath, which is some terminology from elsewhere in the scripture, but I don't think that's actually what's going on here. It's if, you, if you turn your foot, if you change what you're doing, you change your orientation to the Sabbath. So Israel's in a position in the time of Isaiah where they're not keeping the Sabbath. They're not doing it well. And he says you need to turn your foot back from the Sabbath. In other words, you need to repent and reorient yourself to this commandment of the Sabbath. So I ask the question, what should and what shouldn't be done on the Sabbath? And even just asking that question might strike some of you, and certainly would strike some of, you know, evangelical Christians or Christians more broadly as legalistic, 
Right? Well, if you have a, a list of do's and don'ts on the Sabbath, then clearly that's an indication of legalism. Uh, but I think that it's not so much. We make lists all the time, don't we? Well, those of you who are organized make lists all the time and kind of work. With it, then, right? So that's, that's, uh, that's something I think that goes on with the Sabbath, too. This is an organizational reality. Right? The Sabbath is how you break up your time, how you spend your time, what you do when. So lists aren't necessarily a bad thing, although we don't want to be a slave to a list that we've developed ourselves as well. But thinking about what is the Sabbath, what's it for, and then what kind of works should we be doing on the Sabbath, and then what kind of work should we not be doing on the Sabbath that amount to our own works and our own stuff, right? So this is what we're going to kind of sort out as we, as we work through it. Okay, God's holy day, letter C, is set apart, which he did from the beginning, right? God said this is seventh day, and it's a special day, it's a holy day. And he said, which means set apart. So he set it apart from the other six days of the week from a common use to what? That's kind of a similar question that I just asked. Well, what are you supposed to do on the Sabbath? And what are you not supposed to do on the Sabbath? There's another way of asking, what is the Sabbath set apart for? What's the point of the holiness of the day? Because the holiness is the setting apart of the day. Okay, so that's basically a review of what we kind of got through last week, barring the introduction, or the, the first two Major points. Any any thoughts or questions before we jump into what might be new material? <laughs> yeah, Bill. Well, the, the English is to me right off confusing, uh, but you kind of labeled it, but it doesn't really explain why uh, Isaiah or the writer uses the word from, except other than how you explain it. So I guess if that's the the orthodox. Opinion, and that's our view. Like from the Sabbath, that first line. From, yeah, from. Yep. Because we we talk about it if you if you stop from doing something, you know that word from kind of is confusing a little bit. Yeah, and it comes from the verb, which is just turn back, turn back. Right. Um, from, so turn from. back from something. Right. <laughs> so it's, right. it's, it's, you know, in my thinking, it's like what well, it, it must mean something other than than what it, how it's the literal. literal. Yeah, right. you bet. Yeah. And that's the yeah, yeah, good. That's that's probably a good enough summary. Then. Other other questions or thoughts? Just uh, <coughs> you're looking at ESV, I'm assuming. So, mm. Yes. Yeah. So NASB has it that you're turning from doing your own pleasure oh. because of the Sabbath. You're you're tur- you turn your foot from doing your own pleasure. Yeah. Right. So it's a war. It's a word order. Right. And what you see, it picks up in the second clause there in the ESV. You from doing your own pleasure. Right. So turning back your book from the Sabbath is picked up in that next clause. But by these things is what we're doing. So, which is where we're going on this to begin with. Uh, and a follow-up. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned about there's no need to talk about legalism because we have there's ten words that are a list that are commands that that's the law. Do we come, we talk about legalism regarding that? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes we do. Should we? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's, I think legalism, and that requires some kind of definition, for, is, is a problem, just like kind of license is a problem. They're, they're kind of constant problems to the Christian life and into Christian history. And it's worth watching out for. But at the same time, we don't, we're not the type to think God doesn't issue commands. He does. He's got all kinds of commands for us. He wants us to live certain ways and do certain things and not others, and that's just clear as a bell from the Scripture. It might not, we, don't, we might not like that for various reasons or have theological issues with it uh, for other reasons, but anyway, God certainly is the God who issues commands, and yeah, the ten words are right there for you. Uh, yeah, Kim? It seems to me, legalism, I mean, 
legalism, I don't know, I don't think legalism is obeying commands, is it? I think legalism is more like I can get God's, you know, I can get salvation or I can get, you know, sure. a higher level or whatever. That's legalism to me. It's like you're working to earn something from God, not obeying a command itself, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I think that's, that's far closer to what legalism ends up being is either a way in which we're positioning ourselves before God saying, hey, look at me. I'm doing what you say. Aren't you proud of me? Isn't this good? Right here? As opposed to saying, well, God, I'm trying with all the power you give me, but my, my, my righteousness is Christ. Here I am serving you. But, you know, so there's this mental deal where we want to rest in our works. That's going to be a legalistic deal. And other ways. There's other ways of handling the law that we could say are legalistic, shy of that, right? Shy of the kind of works righteousness reality. But that's probably the mainstay of it. When, it seems like when you start arguing over the specifics is when you get legalistic. Like, here's what, the, the command is honor the Sabbath, and then we start getting into, like, yeah, the details of family it. restaurant, but not McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, hang on at first. So, uh, it's just, it, and I, I believe you addressed this last week, and probably will bring it up again, but, I mean, it, it goes back to well, what both Paul and Christ says, that the whole law is summed up in loving God and loving your neighbor, right? And if we're acting out of love, right, you say, I love God, so I want to be pleasing to him, I want to, I, I want to obey him, then we look at what he requires or desires from us, and we do those things to the best of our abilities in the power of, of the Spirit, but it's, it's a matter, it's an act of love and not an act of um, of I got to do this to earn his approval, right? Sure. As what Tim was sure. saying, right? right. So um, it, it's just because I love him, I do these things. Sure. So it definitely is an attitude issue mm-hmm. in our orientation. That's a major factor. Yeah. I thought Mr. Rouget's definition was pretty close, but I just thought there was like one thing wrong with it. It was just that it's not really legalistic. It's more just that everyone should be agreeing on it, and if they're not, they're just not a Christian, in my opinion. On what? Uh, that. <laughs> On, on the Sabbath or on the, on the Sabbath part, yeah. Yeah, well, if that's the case, there are a lot of Christians running around that aren't Christians. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Sabbath is definitely falling on tough times. Yeah. So that's, it's, it, I think it's something we'll find that uh, everyone had, well, oftentimes Christians will have some notion of Sabbath, but it's like, here's my hour of Sabbath through the week. It's not like, here's the day of the week that God says, do differently. Right? Live, live this, this differently. So let's keep on moving here because. If we keep doing this, we'll be exactly where we ended last week. <laughs> okay, letter D, then. Call the Sabbath delight. Okay, and it's actually, the, the grammar there is interesting. It's like you're hollering at the Sabbath. You know, the it, you're identifying it. This is delight. Okay, this day, this day set apart is delight. It, it rejoices your heart. It makes you happy to have Sabbath, right? And, and effectively, the point is this. It's the best day of the week. The Lord's Day, as we come down to the Christian Sabbath and as we move into this thing, is the best day of the week. All the other days are great. That's fine. There's lots of stuff to do and be busy. But this is the best day of the week. And I think that, again, uh, our our only real connection with Jewish culture uh, is that movie I mentioned last week that I can't think of, Fiddle on the Roof, um, where you can kind of see that in their their celebration of Sabbath, where it's like they're doing their stuff, but they're all getting ready and excited because Sabbath started. Right? And I think that's closer to the mindset of the Bible than a lot of ways we kind of twist it and actually boil the kid in its mother's milk, which is a, a Sabbath phrase that comes from the scriptures, which is saying taking this means of life, milk, to a kid, right, to a cow, and turning it into a means of death. 
by our legalism, by our mentality, by the way we handle these things. And you can see that in the ministry of Jesus, where they say, I'd rather see that guy bound and dead than you break the Sabbath by healing him. Isn't that how the Sabbath's supposed to go? <laughs> and Jesus says, no, just the other way around. Right? The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath serves us. It's a gift of God. Okay, and that's the important. So we, we look at the Sabbath. If our heart is like, oh, Sunday's coming. I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that. I've got to wait till the Sabbath's over, stare at the wall and read a copy of the Presbyterian until the Sabbath's over so I can finally get after what I want to do. We're not, our mentality's not right. It's, it's, we're, we're oriented wrongly toward the Sabbath. We're not calling it a delight. And that's what we need. We, we need it to be a delight so it rejoices our heart to come and appear before the Lord and spend time um, worshiping the Lord. So that's that's the delight part, yeah. I think if that's the case, our focus is just on the wrong things, yeah? Yeah, totally. And I think uh, we get down to the bottom where the, the, the point of the Sabbath is Yahweh himself. That's the delight of the Sabbath is God himself, which is the, purpose, the whole point of life. What is our delight? What is, where does our heart really sing? It's in God himself. Right? God is, is revealed in the scriptures and given to us through Christ Jesus and so on. But... God himself must be our delight. And the Sabbath is, a, is a connected there, right? Where it's not the day itself, it's the connection of the day to the Lord Jesus, or to, through the Lord Jesus to Almighty God. So, calling the Sabbath delight, and as I wrote here anyway, to holy Yahweh be honored, but it could be to the holy, to the holy of Yahweh, which is like the holy day, to the holy day of Yahweh. Yahweh's holy day, um, maybe be honored. Right? We want this thing to be honored because we want Yahweh to be honored. We want to delight in it because we delight in our God. Right? This is a way that uh, we have to increase our love for God. Maybe that's a way of kind of bringing it together. So what's the, what's the best way in your life you have to remember God and to serve Him and to delight in Him? And you might say, well, that's our, our, daily, you know, our daily devotions, right? Just kind of coming here before the Lord, oftentimes we get up or something and First thing in the morning, we just come to the Lord in prayer and open the scriptures and receive from Him. Now, that's excellent and all that's you know, very good. And I do think that really impresses and builds your life spiritually. Um, but there is no commandment in the Ten Commandments to say, to say, take your daily devotions. Make sure you sit down every quiet time. We should. And that's in the scripture. Don't get me wrong. However, however what is given in the commandments is Sabbath. Okay, that, that's given, that weekly reality of the Sabbath and worship, that is given in the commandments, and I think is more central to your spiritual growth than you think it is, and than many other things that you think are maybe more important to your spiritual growth. Right? So this is, I think, a, a central reality for us to learn to rejoice in the Lord himself, is to call the day of delight, and the, uh, the, the Holy One, the Holy Day of Yahweh, honored. We honor it, we love it, and we delight in it. So any... Kind of quick, quick thoughts on uh, on that one. We still have to get to like what we're not supposed to do and what what happens. Good, no hands. Let's keep moving. Okay, so letter E is what kind of the, the restrictions, the the commandments as they come in the restrictions. And the first one we see in the text is not doing your own ways. If you turn your foot back from the Sabbath, from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, we call it the Sabbath of the Light. In the holy day of Yahweh honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, that's it right there, not going your own ways, nor finding your own desire, nor speaking your own word. Now these are kind of strange, kind of condensed little phrases, but we have, at least before us, we have ways, 
desires and words. Okay? Things we're doing, things we're seeking, and things we're saying. So you can kind of pull that together and say that kind of covers the gamut, right? That's kind of what I think Isaiah is doing here. It's like, okay, the stuff, you, the stuff that you do is part of the Sabbath. The stuff you desire is part of the Sabbath. And even what you say, how you conduct yourself as, as far as your conversation, uh, is all part of Sabbath keeping. Okay, so let's think about those three things just for a moment. What are the, what are the ways, the things that you do uh, that are different from the six days that are yours to do all the work you have to do? Uh, and the seventh, which is the Sabbath to Yahweh, your God. So what are the ways, you know, your, uh, the things that you do? Yeah. Well, I think you should treat your neighbors differently, obviously, then, right? So I think it's good. To, I think there's a reality to kind of treat everything differently. It's like kind of, it all shifts that way, including neighbors as they come into your purview on the Sabbath. Uh, so some of your ways might be just consorting with people, right? Uh, that's something you do on a daily basis. What do you mean by treating them different on the Sabbath? I mean... You have to have a different attitude with everyone because it's different. That would be. I think that um, if, it could be something along the lines of uh, your your neighbor uh, within your gates, the stranger within your gates. I'm sorry. Your your orientation toward them on the Sabbath is one of just kind of you know giving Sabbath away of kindness to give them rest. Right. So I think in that respect, the way we orient ourselves to neighbor, especially non-Christians. Uh, is going to be in, impacted by Sabbath as well. Yeah. It's more I feel like you're responsible for the people that you bring into your gates or that are in your life, right? Because you're a light in, in, from God, so you're kind of trying to show the way that it should be. Sure. And, and that, you see that's a community reality, right? It's, it's a little bit like, a, like courtship and, and dating and stuff. That like If people aren't on board around you, it doesn't really work. Right? It takes the community to do it together for it to work, and Sabbath's a little bit that way as well. For Sabbath really to kick... It's something that the community does together. We rest together. We rejoice and delight together. Uh, and that's something that pays dividends out to the community beyond the church, right? Beyond the, the walls of the, of the worshiping people of God. Um, but mostly, I think, as you look at the ways in the Bible, it's your daily work. Right? The, the stuff you're just plugging through every day. Right, so for some of you, that's school. Right, you got school you're focused on every day, and, and um, I think Ray had mentioned last week the issue of chores. Right, there are chores that just simply have to get done every day, uh, but there are some chores that don't. There are some chores you can wait and do them. You know, do them on Saturday, do them on Monday. You don't have to do them on Sunday. Um, so there are the, the ways, and then thinking of you know you, you older folks, your work, right, the things that occupy your mind and your attention and your power. Day by day, the six days a week, that God says, good, do your work. Right? That's part of the Sabbath commandment is six days you will work and one day you will rest. So it's not just a commandment to rest. It also involves work. And that's, that's your ways. It's the stuff you're doing, right? So whether it's trucking or housework or schoolwork or office work or whatever it is that you're doing on a daily basis, praise the Lord for that. Don't do it on the Lord's Day. Move it off, right? Uh, that's, that's the idea on, on the Sabbath. They're all used those interchangeably because I'm Presbyterian, and we get to do that, uh, the Lord's Day and, and Sabbath, because the, the doctrine, at least Presbyterian historically, is that the, the Lord's Day is the Christian Sabbath. Right? It, it's not like a Sabbath, it is the Christian Sabbath, which I'll be arguing for as we go. Okay, so there's the issue of kind of work and ways, um, and then the second and third issues have to do with desires, right? things that we're after, things that we, um, yeah, that, we that occupy our mind and, and the and also our, our words. So the second one, not finding your own desire. 
um, would also have to do with kind of your business and your affairs, and the word can mean all that as well, right? So it's, it's, it's a similar one to the first year ways, the things you're doing, your business, your affairs, uh, you're not to do those, you're not to seek that on the Lord's Day, right, on the Sabbath. And maybe the last one, uh, speaking idly we have in the ESV, um, it's, it's very uh, terse, I guess, in the, in the Hebrew itself, uh, nor speaking a word. Basically, what it says. Um, so, what do, you, what do you suppose not speaking a word has to do with Sabbath keeping or honoring the Lord's Day or delighting in the, in the Sabbath? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it means. You know? <laughs> uh, so, in, in, in some ways, it's like the things we talk about on the Sabbath, like that one that Nathan gave us, is something that like applies all the time. Right? I, don't, I don't think there's like a time the Bible gives us, well, if you don't have anything nice to say, just go ahead and say it anyway. You know, go ahead and dump on people out of your mouth. Um, isn't part of the biblical, like, you know, ethical stance that we're supposed to have. But, um, but the, the Sabbath kind of adds another layer to that. Right? There's something else going on this day that makes it different from every other day. And every other day you're not supposed to, you know, dump on people out of your mouth as well. So that would apply, I think, on the Sabbath. But what, what else besides maybe that common reality of how we use our tongues? Right, because there's plenty of commands in the scripture about how to use the tongue, right? Yeah, Vicky. Well, uh, you know, the first question and answer in lesson is the catechism is uh, the answer is we are to glorify God. What's the chief end of man? It's to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And uh, that is particularly true on the Lord's day, and also of course in this culture, we are not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Right. Yeah, and so to kind of grab onto that. So things that would, would be um, ordinarily lawful and good on on other days may not be lawful and good on the Lord's Day, right? In other words, you know, it's good that you do business. It's good that you have a business and you pursue making money, and, and, and you. it's good that you do the work around the house and make your house stay together and serve your children. It's good that you do schoolwork and you learn, and that's your – all that stuff's good. But the Sabbath is a different day for different stuff. It's good on those six days. But your ways and your desires, this your personal stuff, the Lord's Day is a day oriented toward God himself, with the people of God, that we would not seek our own desires, but that we would seek him. Right? And so maybe you desire to you know, make a certain amount of money so you can accomplish something with that money. Good. That's great. But that's not a Sabbath concern. That's a, that's a Monday through Saturday concern, to use the Christian like orientation of the day. And that's good. You should be doing those works then. But the works on the Sabbath are different. They're not your own works, your own agenda, your own affairs, or even your own words, right? And I think that's an enormously convicting reality because how often do we sit around on the Sabbath and just talk about whatever, just shoot the breeze about, you know, the day. We, we have to relate. We have to know what's going on in each other's lives. That's all part of it. But the day should be oriented toward leading each other to the Lord, pointing each other to the Lord, seeing, seeing how we're doing spiritually. How's your walk with the Lord? Or something like as crazy as this. How are you doing with sin? Ask that question to each other. Then see what kind of conversations you get into. And you'll find, no, those conversations actually will draw us nearer to the Lord and use the Sabbath time to encourage us to the Lord and not just to, you know, chit-chat. I'm not talking idly because the ESV has it. Calvin first. Um, I would say that this is the day the Lord has made, right? As far as kind of a guide, right? Yeah. 
And, uh, but that's, I, I suppose that's the truth, but I wonder how it differs then from every other day, which also is a day the Lord has made, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So I was just going to comment, I mean, like, some of the things that people brought up are things we do every day, but as you're talking, I'm thinking that, but the point is, is that by stopping doing the things that you normally do, like, you should be doing it all day, but you don't focus on it, right? Because you're busy doing this or busy doing that, and just the act of stopping doing those things gives you an opportunity to focus on the things that we should be doing every day. Totally. We should be loving our neighbors and all that kind of thing, but we can intentionally do it on Sunday because we're not distracted. Sure. And it, maybe in that sense, it's a little bit of a practice day to say, I know I got I should be loving people and serving people all, all day long, all week long. Um, but here's a day to practice. Here's a day to like purpose to do that, you know. And that's so as we get through this and work on it. One thing to think about uh, as far as what to do on the Sabbath day, how to spend the time, is looking for ways that you can serve people. Your family can serve people. You can bring someone in that you just didn't have time Monday to Saturday to do because you're screaming every direction and you got kids pulling their hair out and whatever else goes on. Say, so, oh, I have, a, I have time here where I can devote myself and love somebody. I can serve somebody where I couldn't do that. I just couldn't have the time. So I think you're right. It gives us time to think and orient, but also do uh, when we wouldn't maybe have time during the week to do. Yeah, Ed. So um, if we get take a, a half step back. You kind of skimmed over number two under E All right. a little bit. Yep. And, and the little bit you said about it just basically was a regurgitation of one. We're focusing on our daily occupational work, essentially. Right. right? But, so, I'm guessing ESV says desire. Yeah, so we have the pleasure. Uh, seeking so, your own pleasure is yeah. how I have it here. And that's how NASV... Now, how would that relate to entertainment, sports, that um, video games, that kind of thing? Sure. Um, so our own desire then is well, – the distinction I was trying to make, it was the, our own ways or the things we're doing. The second one maybe has more to do with our internal orientation, our, you know, our values, our pleasures, the things that we, mm-hmm. would pers- that we would want to pursue externally kind of, and then our words being kind of in the middle there. So then, you know, the desires – yeah, so what, maybe it's a question of before thinking about sports or before thinking about different kinds of recreation or other things, what do we desire to do on the Lord's Day? What do we desire to do on the Sabbath? Is it our day to kind of dispense with how we want and, and fill in with the things that we like, and you know, whether it's video games or sports or things like that, which are those kind of common contenders? But, I mean, yeah. you're switching up words a little bit, and they, there's overlap there, but you have desire, and then you have pleasure, right? right. And this says seeking your own pleasure. So, um, seeking you know, seeking what pleases you instead of seeking what pleases the Lord. I think about Eric Little, right? And he, you know, there's a scene in Chariots of Fire where he stops a kid from playing with a soccer ball. Right, because right. it was the Lord's Day. Yeah. Um, he was seeking the kid was seeking his own pleasure at that moment in time. And I'm just wondering how that relates to us because we're we're really focused. We've been focusing on our daily our daily grind, which is a problem for a lot a lot of us. Even you know, particularly um, men in a corporate society that's plugged in all the time. We're yep. expected yep. to work and be available 24/7 anymore. But but then there's we finally get our downtime, which is often Sunday, and we seek to rest, and we often seek to rest in our own pleasures instead of in the Lord. And I'm just wondering. Yeah. So that's good. I, th- I think the, again, the internal reality of what pleases us, what we're desiring, what we're after, uh, will 
will be behind what we're doing, right? So those are related that way. And I, I think the simplicity of your own desires or your own pleasures versus pleasing the Lord is too simple, but it's, but it's, it's, it's almost too simple just like the words are. Don't speak, or don't speak a word. Okay, well, we've got to speak words. What kind of words are we supposed to be thinking about on the Sabbath or thinking about speaking? What kind of pleasures should we be seeing? Because clearly God wants us, as we see down the board, to, to be pleased with him. Right? So we should be pleased with him every day. Right? Every day of the week we should be pleased in the Lord, but he gives us this day to practice, to focus, and to put other things out. Right? To put our own pleasures out. That we can seek those other six days as long as they're lawful pleasures, right? The whole point here is, you know, you can seek unlawful pleasures that six days a week, but on Sabbath you're supposed to serve the Lord. No, no, no. That's not it, right? So getting those kind of weird categories out and say, well, all week long we're supposed to please the Lord and seek Him and, be, and desire Him, but here's a day to practice that, to put these other things out on purpose, right? Either the things that you're doing or even your own little pleasures and desires, uh, I mean, you can't get a back scratch on the Lord's Day or something like that. It's like, you know, so we're going to get into those. And I think as we, as we go through the Scripture more, we'll see the answer, or, or, or we'll see a place where we can get at the answers to your question. Ed. Like, okay, well, what about these things? Right? And, and it does come down to just throwing a ball around. Like, I remember, you know, pastors at camp over there in Kalispell stopping kids just from throwing a football back and forth. Right? It's, it's the Lord's Day, no sports. Right? Which, which is an enormous drag on the kids at camp. Right? It makes the day, like, not the best day. So it's like, is that the right policy here? Is that um, versus another situation where you could do that and not really have you? So there's a lot of moving parts in this in application. Right? So what we're trying to do right now is just get the orientation. Right? Get the basic orientation of not your stuff, not your ways, not your pleasures, not even your words, but delight in the Lord. Focus on Him. Use this time to do that, and you'll find that it pays off and spreads out into the week. Spreads out into the other days you're doing it as well. Okay, uh, so again, there are lots of questions, just like Ed had right there. That I, I hope as we go, we can at least discuss them, right? And again, not necessarily come down exactly the same on every question, every detail, but at least have a common orientation from Scripture to address these things and talk about them. Okay. Um, yes. So, developing habits, at least from my point of view, and maybe others, uh, for children and adults, is a good thing. So. Yeah. So we have six days, six 24-hour days prior. So developing the habit of preparing for the seventh is a good a good thing. Yeah. Same as we have 90 cents to spend and 10 cents to tie. So developing the habit of, of of forcing our minds to think about this is this is what we do. There's a reason for this. And it has all kinds of other underlying benefits from it. But we're not, we're like those sheep and babe. We're just kind of roaming around, you know. We need direction to, and the, the Lord's Day is a good day to come together. To, which is, we're not only discussing this, we're assembling together, sure. et cetera. Just yeah, right. There's a whole list of great things that come out of it, right? Reach. Yeah, totally. And, and this one, again, it, it is focused on time. It's focused on the organization of time and work. What fits where? What are we supposed to do? Uh, is, is every day the same, or has God made a, a you know, pattern where one day is special, one day is holy, one day is set apart? And that's the real kind of basic question. We're kind of assuming an answer to that. No, the fourth commandment still applies, even in the new covenant, and uh, we're called to, uh, to make the day a special day, and there are lots of benefits, really, that do flow out of that. I'd like to spend five minutes and quickly overview these, these words um, that come... It's, you know, the commandments one thing, right? Here's the commandment. You're to 
to honor this day, call it a delight, and turn your foot from it in this way, by stopping doing your own stuff, by stopping seeking your own pleasure, or even speaking your own words, and focus on the Lord this day. Um, and then these are the blessings that might come from that then, or will come from that, verse 14. Then you shall take delight in Yahweh. Okay, so it's the same word as delight above in the last verse, the, the delight, calling the Sabbath a delight. Right? So as we delight in this day, what we're really doing, Christian, what you're really doing is learning to delight in your God. Learning that He is your pleasure. He is your delight. He is your satisfaction. And nothing else. Now, He's given us other things by which He ministers His satisfaction to us. Uh, a spouse, children, friends, the body of Christ, and all sorts of things. He ministers that to us. But at the end of the day, He is the source and the only source of all of our pleasure and all of our uh, love and everything else. It all comes from Him. And so to delight in Him is to delight in everything because He's the, he's the giver of all these things, right? So the Sabbath is a way for us to delight in Yahweh Himself and God, the, the true and living God as we take a day um, and focus upon Him. So take pleasure in the Lord. And isn't it sweet, Christian, when we learn to do that? That God really is our pleasure and our delight. Not the little things, right? Not the, not the dinner we get or even... The, they're wonderful things. Don't get me wrong. Dinner's like two thumbs up, right? Um, but our delight really is in God himself. And when we find that, it doesn't matter what we have for dinner. Right? It, it, all of the, the trials and the struggles, they kind of fall in and make sense because we're delighting in our God, who's given them all to us, right? who's, who's sovereign over all these things in our lives. And so it brings our sufferings into the right context, and it brings our joys into the right context of delighting in the Lord, receiving from the Lord, trusting the Lord, resting in His providence, and so on. So, any, any thoughts on that? That first one's like, that's kind of the warp and wolf of everything, right? It's delighting in Yahweh, our God. And that's, of course, through the incarnation and the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, by whom, by whom God makes Himself available through the flesh and blood of Jesus. So, any, any thoughts on that first one there? Taking pleasure in Yahweh. So, think about the palpable pleasures that you have in your wife or your husband, uh, in food and drink, um, in music, you name it, in colors, and whatever. And the things that God's made, the creational reality, think about the delight and the pleasure you take in that. And remember that it's not the gift that we seek, it's the giver. He is the one in whom all of these pleasures live. All the pleasures are at God's right hand, says Psalm, 1, Psalm 16. Uh, and of course, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one seated at the Father's right hand. So all of our pleasures, all of our joys are really in Christ Jesus, the triune God through the incarnation. So that's important. And the Sabbath teaches us that way. It organizes our pleasures and says, now, here it is. Here's the center of your pleasure and desire, and all the things that you want and all the things that you love are really in God himself. He's the one you love. He's the one you must seek. And all the blessings are in him. Okay, the the riding high on the earth, I found from Deuteronomy 32, if you read that one chapter, at least the first part of it, you'll see that some of this language is used here, uh, and it's it's like riding high on the earth is the, the kind of earthly blessings of God which are typically in the Old Testament summarized under three things, grain, oil, and wine. Those are like the, the, the bounty of the earth, and God's goodness through it is kind of summarized in those three things, grain to eat, of course, oil to 
make your anoint yourself and whatever else you do with it. You think of the psalm and then wine to make the heart glad. It's all of those three things kind of put together in this creational blessing where God's going to add those blessings. And of course, this, the creational blessings are real, right? It's good food's really good, and it does you good, and all those things, right? God, God blesses it. But again, it's seeking the giver. It's seeking the pleasure of the giver, not just the gift. Right? Enjoying the, the God's bounty of the earth because God is bountiful. Right? He's the one who gives and gives and gives. And we look at the earth and think, how can she keep giving to us? How does she keep all billions of us alive? You know, we kind of marvel at that. At least we should marvel at that anyway. Um, but as the grain and the oil and the wine come, we say, this is God's bounty. This is riding high on the earth. And it's not just, hey, we got our cool stuff and I got cool clothes and I got food that I like to eat. It's the reality of the blessings behind that. That God gives all of these things and we should rejoice in them. We should re- delight in God and rejoice in the bounty that he gives us as well, that even as we think of food and drink, you should think of the food and drink that comes on his table. Right? The bread and the, and the cup that comes and says, this, this is true food and true drink, true drink because Jesus Christ has given his flesh and blood for us. Right? So all that kind of ties together in God's blessings of enjoying him, delighting in him, and rejoicing in the pleasures that he affords us as well. Finally, the last one there, good job being quiet through it, um, eat the inheritance of Jacob, your father. Right? He's going to feed us, uh, those, those Sabbath keepers, with the, the heritage of Jacob. Well, what is the heritage of Jacob? Except all of redemptive promises and history and the, the very work of God on earth to redeem sinners, to draw them near unto him, to bless them and, and, and strengthen them and empower them and give them the dominion on the earth that we even see from the very beginning, right, from, from Genesis early on. So eat the inheritance of Jacob, as, or feeding, God feeding us with the inheritance, the, the goodness and the strength and the sustenance of God's covenants with his people and that developing redemptive reality uh, that we find coming, of course, to the apex or the focus in Jesus Christ, in the incarnation of God the Son. So these are the things I think God says, this is, these are the benefits. Okay, if you, if, you, if you turn your foot from the Sabbath, don't do your own stuff, don't seek your own pleasures, don't talk idly yourself, but rather, call the day a delight, rejoice in the holy day of the Lord, uh, honor it, and seek the Lord. He says, good, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to make myself your delight. You're going to delight in me, says Yahweh, the God of the universe. You're going to delight in me. And not only are you going to delight in me, I'm going to make you right high in the earth. I mean, you're going to delight in, your, in, in the things around you and my bounty as well. And finally, I'm going to feed you with the inheritance of Jacob. I'm going to make you my sons. I'm going to bring you up and, 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 and feed you and, and build you up in this, in this inheritance, this uh, covenantal inheritance. So that's, that's the Sabbath. That's kind of what's offered here for the Sabbath. And those are things Christians we should want. So yeah, okay, I, I want that. And, and the Sabbath is a way for us to push into those blessings and seek them, to seek the Lord in them. Yeah, Quinn. So my verse says, feed you with the heritage of Jacob, which seems even more like Christ than, uh, than the inheritance of the world. Sure, right, okay, yeah. A heritage is different than, a, than an inheritance, though you can see they're, they're related. But yeah, so there's this, there's this ongoing, like, glorious covenantal reality that Paul says in the New, New Testament that we Gentiles were estranged from. Right? We are apart from the covenants of promise and the commonwealth of Israel, but we've been brought near in Christ. Well, it's that covenants of promise and commonwealth of Israel that is this heritage, that is this inheritance that God says, I'll feed you with this thing um, when, you, when you learn the Sabbath and honor, honor my day. 
I had a hand, I thought. All right. Just uh, just that. Okay. Uh, any, any final questions? This will orient us, I think, as we move forward. That, that we're, how we're kind of what we're not supposed to do generally, or how we're supposed to cease work, and then how, what kind of blessings we would seek in that as we serve the Lord. Dave. We're going to come down to that. Where in the details of like, well, what about this or what about that or how about this? We're, we're probably not all going to come down in the same place, right? Uh, but I think if we can have a, again common orientation in it to say, okay, what does, what is the Sabbath? How's it supposed to work? And if we can all agree and say, yeah, it's for us still, right? It's for us in the new covenant yet. And then how does that look? How does that work? And what pleases the Lord? What would please the Lord? And how can we delight in Him this day together, uh, individually, but as families and as uh, the body of Christ? So as we work on it together, we'll figure out how to disagree on the details. That shouldn't be that hard. Um, but uh, hopefully we can agree on a lot going into it and, and find this as a blessing, just these very blessings, that together, as, as a body, we draw near to our God. And we delight in him together. Right? And, that, uh, and that we rejoice in his bounty and, and we rejoice in the heritage in which he's, he's put us and he's given us. So. Christian, this is a good thing for us, and I'm excited for us to continue studying it, and even more than studying it, just grow in doing it. Grow in Sabbath, and grow in Sabbath keeping, and grow in delighting in the day. To make the day a delight, because Yahweh himself is our delight. Let's close in prayer.